You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Shining Light with Nicole. I'm Nicole, and I'm so glad that you have joined me for another week. So this episode, you guys, we are talking about love, loss, and biscuits. We have Biscuit Bar founder and owner, Janie Burkett, on the podcast. I can't wait for you to hear my conversation with Janie. She is absolutely just down to earth, so much fun, and she has a beautiful heart for the Lord and her family. So here's my conversation with Janie Burkett. Welcome to season three. Janie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm so glad to be on. I am so excited. So you guys, I have to tell you about Janie. So I have maybe met Janie maybe once or twice, had the privilege to kind of sit down and talk with her. She is just fabulous. The real deal has the sweetest family ever, has an amazing story, an incredible business. So you guys, I know that you guys will just be so, so, so excited to hear from her today. So Janie, thank you for being on. Oh, thank you, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so you guys, we are really just having a, just a conversation today. Uh, Janie is just like a wealth of knowledge. She's had just so many experiences in her life. And so we're just going to see what the Lord wants to do today, just, you know, in and through our conversation. So I just have a couple of Bible verses and then I'm going to get out of the way and we'll just jump in. Uh, but these were really just on my heart today. And so second Timothy one, seven for God will never give you a spirit of fear, but the Holy spirit who gives you mighty power, love and self-control. And then Job twenty two twenty eight, you will succeed in whatever you choose to do and light will shine on the road ahead of you. And then Matthew five fifteen, and who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place. Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So JD, please, if you could just tell us a little bit just about you and your sweet family. Yes, well, thank you so much, Nicole. Um, so, so yeah, I, I've been I've been in the um, Dallas area for about five and a half years now. I was originally born in Texas, grew up in Colorado, and and then I relocated to Dallas about five and a half years ago. Um, like many of the women who are involved in your twelve twelve ministry, we um, I struggled with infertility. In fact, I was diagnosed with um, fertility issues by my pediatrician um as a 15 year old child so i knew you know very early on that i would likely not be able to get pregnant or or have a lot of trouble getting pregnant and um meanwhile my sister is um has the same mother as me the same father as me you know we're we're (laughs) blooded sisters um she has just been fertile myrtle her whole life and so she um 
is one of those that got pregnant on birth control. You know, so it's the 99.99 whatever percent effective. She's the 0.01% or whatever that statistic is. So, um, you know, she's, she's very fertile. And, and then me on the other side, I, I struggled with all this infertility. Once I got married, my husband and I started trying to have a baby right away because we knew it would be a long road. And seven years into that journey, we finally, once we were down here in Texas, we, we were finally able to uh, conceive and we got pregnant to my surprise with triplets. And, um, you know, at the time when um, I, you know, I had been researching a lot of things. And of course we had gone to a, a fertility specialist to help us with that. And so when I first saw my sonogram, I went, oh my goodness, is that two um, amniotic sacs? Uh, that looks like two sacks on that screen. <laughs> and the doctor like moved it over and she's like, oh, and if we go over here, here's a third. And, <laughs> um, and, then, and then of course my husband was like, oh, praise the Lord. I was praying for triplets. And this is where we had a rather large fight because this is where I got to tell him, you don't get to pray uh, for that without running it by me first. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we were very excited to be very, very, very pregnant. Um, and I was, you know, very sick along with all that, but we were just so excited, um, to, to be able to have all of these babies all at once. Um, and unfortunately in our first trimester, we lost baby C. Um, and then also around that time, we, we found out that we had umbilical cord defects with the, um, remaining two babies. And so they told me very early on, you know, if I was still pregnant, if the babies were still alive at 24 weeks, that I would go into the hospital and I would stay there until we delivered. And hopefully I would stay there a long time because, um, you know, delivering 24, 25, 26 weeks is of course, um, the numbers are, are not good there. So, um, so we went to the hospital at 24 weeks, the babies were, um, you know, being monitored every day at 28 and a half weeks, we needed to intervene for our, our oldest baby, Bryce Joel. Uh, she wouldn't have made it through the day. So, so we had a, an emergency C-section, um, delivered them both Blake, uh, Bryce Joel, and then her younger sister, Blake, were doing so good. They were just little baby nuggets. Um, Blake was two pounds, 14 ounces. Bryce was one pound, seven ounces. And they were doing very well in the NICU. Um, in fact, they never needed to be intubated or, or have some of the um, more um, extreme types of, of um, intercession or, or help that some of the babies born that early need. But um, they were doing so they were doing very well. But at two weeks in, very suddenly through the night, um, Bryce got an infection called neck um, or necrotizing intercolitis, which is um, essentially a rupture of her bowels. And um, within just a couple of hours, she passed. And so here we were with, um, you know, gone through this entire traumatic um, pregnancy, the very traumatic birth. We really thought we were safe. We were thought we were in the clear. And literally in a matter of a few hours in the middle of the night on September uh, 16th, 2016, all of that changed. Um, and from, from there, we still had to, I still had to go to the hospital every day to take care of Blake, who was still just two pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, she hadn't even gotten back up to her birth weight at this point. And so she was still just two pounds. 
um, and she was in the NICU for um, several months. And so I'm going there every day, you know, grieving the loss of this other baby. Um, and it was, it was a, a fairly traumatic time. And, you know, literally every day I would drive to the NICU and I would just cry and just, I'd be so overwhelmed with grief um, and anxiety uh, for my surviving baby and, and grief for myself, grief for the other moms. I mean, I, I witnessed death on a daily basis in the NICU. It's a very difficult place to be. And on exactly one month after um, Bryce passed, I was in church and just during the greet someone in the name of Jesus part of the service, which hopefully we can do again in church at some point, if you know, COVID hasn't changed the whole rest <laughs> yes. of the life. Um, hopefully we can greet one another in the name of Jesus again after the songs are done. Um, but this lady behind me who I had never seen before in church, I, I haven't seen her since she like grabbed my arms and she said, um, she said, God sees you and he sees your baby that's in the hospital and she's going to be fine and she's going to come home. But he sees that you've been faithful and he's going to bless you financially and give you a business that you've never thought of before. That's what this lady said to me in church. <laughs> and I thought, First of all, I didn't care about the whole financial business, none of that. I was like, my baby's going to come home, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I kind of forgot about all of that. And mostly that God saw me, you know, and that's, um, that's where, you know, one of my favorite, um, my favorite verses, I think I sent it to you, is in 2 Corinthians 1. Um, in verse three, that it says, praise be to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that meant so much to me that God saw me. Like I felt like nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody understood what it's like, you know, obviously my husband was grieving as well. He had lost a child, you know, my, my mom and, and his mom, they, they lost a grandchild. And, and that's very hurtful for a lot of people. But I felt those babies in me, you know, they it just, it was different for me. I was the one pumping and, and, and making milk for them. And then my body continued to make milk for two babies. So my body is literally making milk around the clock for a baby that's not there anymore. And so I'm reminded every time I hook myself up to that pump, which was every two or three hours, you know, that there's not a baby. There's a whole baby that's not going to be um, drinking this milk. And just that, that God saw me and he knew, he knew me and he understood what I was going through. And of course, it's obviously very, um, people have said it before, but God knows what it's like to lose a child too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> so all of that, um, was, was a very trying time for us. So, so a few, uh, weeks, months, I can't remember exactly when, but, um, later we, we brought Blake home and we were able to bring her home. And now that I know more about, um, 
babies born severely prematurely at 28 weeks, which mine were, um, we are so incredibly blessed with um, Blake. She does not have any health defects um, or any latent issues. And um, babies born in the 20s um, in weeks, you know, 24 through 29, they, they typically have lifelong issues if they survive at all. And um, so we have been very blessed. Blake didn't have to go home on oxygen or any of those things, but we did bring her home during RSV season, which is upon us now. <laughs> and um, it's very, very dangerous time of the year for a baby with, um, with compromised lungs like Blake. So we were all hunkered down at the house and quarantined and we were all there over the holidays and we were just making a whole bunch of food for everybody. We were making biscuits and gravy and fried chicken and all of those things. And of course, again, as a new mom now with a baby home and, and again, She's very immune compromised, so I am pumping around the clock for her still, and I'm bottle feeding her to try and um, fortify the milk to get her weight gain up and still trying to nurse her. I'm doing all of these things around the clock, um, and I'm making fried chicken, and so, of course, I'm going, you know, where can I buy this? Because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, dirty up, my, dirty up my kitchen and clean up all the kitchen, and so... I'm going, where can we buy this? And um, my husband goes, oh man, I bet the margins on biscuits are great. And that is how the idea for the biscuit bar was born. And it really was, you know, God's word that came to fruition for us in that um, he gave us this business that we had never thought of before. We, we, we do own a, a restaurant um, a concept now called the biscuit bar. We, we, the very first one um, was launched in April of 2018. We have five stores now. And so God has been more than abundantly faithful to that promise to us. And it truly was a business we had never thought of before because neither my husband nor I have ever worked in restaurants before. And that sounds like a very stupid thing to do is to start restaurants. <laughs> and trust me, I definitely thought that uh, myself when my husband and I first started to, you know, start talking about it. I was like, we are a bunch of idiots. Um, so we, we, went, we went forth and, and did it. And, um, and that's really where, where we are now is, um, and, and we have since um, gotten pregnant um, about when, when Blake was just before she, um, or right after she had turned one, we got pregnant again, again, with a little bit of fertility help, not as much <laughs> that we had before. Um, and so that was our, our second pregnancy with our son Banner. And then, um, you know, fully exclusively nursing him and no, no uh, hint at all that things were restarting for me. I got pregnant at seven months when Banner was seven months old with uh, little Byron who came to let me know that I am healed of my infertility. So um, he has he has let me know that I am no longer infertile. So so we've got these these kids are literally all exactly 36 months apart from the top of the bottom. So um so they are they are crushed in there. It is a zoo over at our house, let me tell you. And, and um the Lord, if he doesn't show up for us every day, um, you know, we're not gonna make it through. So um uh, but but he has abundantly blessed us and and blessed our family and blessed our business and um, it has been a roller coaster for sure, but um, but we've been grateful for every step of it. Oh my goodness. I'm like over here, I'm like crying one minute, laughing and just like praising the Lord, like through, through your entire story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just think it is just a beautiful testimony of just like God's faithfulness. And just like what you said that he, 
he sees us in the good, in the bad, in the hurt, you know, and in the pain and just through everything. And so I'm just so grateful for you sharing that today. And again, it inspired me. It just was the perfect reminder. Like I am seen, I am loved by God Mm -hmm. and that no matter what, like he is there. And I would love for you to just like quickly just share about like Romans 8, 28. Like, what does that verse just mean to you? Cause that's one of my favorite verses. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. And what I love about that, um, about that passage is, um, and I, I had, I had it bookmarked and it just fell, it just fell out for me. But, um, what I love about that passage is not just those two verses, but I love going into verse, um, 26 as well yes in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes through us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for god's people in accordance with the will of god and those verses were so um again so real to me i as i'm going through the NICU every day and doing kangaroo care with this, you know, two pound baby and just grieving the loss of this other one. And I literally don't even know what to pray for, for myself. You know, <laughs> I'm just sitting there, you know, happy because I've been literally told since I was 15 that I wasn't going to have, I wasn't going to be able to have children. And here I am holding a baby, but also I just cremated a baby. Do you know, I had to pick out an urn. You know, when I heard I was pregnant, I didn't think that that journey was going to end with me having to pick out an urn for a baby. I, I didn't, you know, these, these are not things that, that you think are going to happen. Um, you know, I had started picking out all of their, well, I picked out a whole bunch of B names, as you can see. That's why we got all the, you know, Blake, Banner, Byron. Uh, I mix their names up all the time. I call Banner and Byron Baron. I just mix it, you know, smash it together. So, but, but that was all because we, you know, we started with the triplets and we're like, oh, they have cute little B names together. You know, we started naming them and we were excited. And I just, I literally came to this part where I was so grateful I had this baby, but I was so anxious. Was she going to have all the issues? Was she going to make it through, you know, the next week? Um, and also I'm grieving the loss of it. I didn't, I didn't even know what to pray for, for myself, but the spirit helps us in our weakness and we do not know what to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. And that was what I just claimed and called unto God every day was I said, I just said, God, you've got to intercede for me. I don't even know what to ask you for. I don't even know what to ask for myself right now. Um, but um, again, we all know that the 28 part though, and that is that we know all things work to um, all, that in all things, God works for the good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And God has turned this into a beautiful story for us. Um, and we're so grateful for our other kids and we are so grateful for our business as well. Um, I would not want to repeat this. And of course I wish that Bryce was still with us, but he, he does redeem the, the tears, you know, he redeems the suffering um, and he works it out for something else. He's not cruel where he just likes to see people suffer. He he wants to um, 
he wants to come alongside of us and he wants to um, produce something through that. And so I have certainly seen God do that um, in my life and through this journey and through other other things in my life. But it's that hope that that verse gives us that um, that I just clung to and I still cling to because um, every year, you know, I, I have to relive that anniversary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's something that I I claim and I cling to and I hope for every year. Love that. So good. Okay. So talk to us about um, November and how you guys just honor uh, sweet Bryce, you know, during that time with your business. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing um, that I love about going through something like this. And what I would encourage others, if they've gone through a painful time, which at this point, you know, we all are living in such a painful time in history and a painful time in our world. Everybody's going through something or has gone through something. And to me, the most redeeming part of the story for me is that I get to tell her story. Yeah. I, we, we have been featured in a lot of press and I talked to a lot of been on TV and on podcasts and on radio interviews and then also in lots of different prints and every time people interview me and ask me about the biscuit bar I get to talk about Bricey and that is the most exciting thing for me is that people know her name and they get to remember her too even though they didn't know her they get to remember her and so what we do every November is um, we really honor Bricey so November is prematurity awareness month and the whole month of November, we do a campaign at all of our stores called Biscuits for Bricey. And um, we, we donate a large portion um, of, well, we donate the entire 100% of the sales price of our menu item that's Biscuit Nuggets um, to the March of Dimes. And I na- we named the Biscuit Nuggets after Blake and Bryce because they were so little, we always call them our little nuggets. So. Um, so we have biscuit nuggets named after our little nuggets. And so we, we donate, um, so they're, they cost four fifty. So for every biscuit nugget sold through the month of November, we will donate $4 and 50 cents to the March of dimes. And then we have some other things people can do too. They can, you know, round up their change or, or donate an additional amount if they'd like to as well. But we do that through the entire month of, uh, November. And we also have all of our staff has, um, shirts that say biscuits, biscuits for Bricey on them. So I love that we, God has given us a, a platform where we can keep telling her story and her story can help other people and can maybe provide some comfort or some hope for others and that that pain isn't wasted. So good. Janie, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just sharing and sharing your story. So please, really quick, tell everybody where can they find you online or on your socials? They can find me on Instagram at Janie Jo Burkett, J-A-N-I-E-J-O-B-U-R-K-E-T-T. And they can find our website for the Biscuit Bar at www.thebiscuit.bar. So it's the biscuit.bar, not biscuitbar.com, but thebiscuit.bar. Awesome. We will include those links in the show notes for sure. But I just have your final two because this podcast is all about Matthew 516 and just letting our light shine for the Lord. And I just truly believe that God uses our story to change the world. And so how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today? 
Um, well, I mean, it certainly was a real crazy one because, um, you know, getting pregnant out of infertility and losing two babies does not necessarily mean people should open restaurants, you know, <laughs> those things don't go together. But, um, you know, I would just say that whatever God has called you to do, even if it sounds crazy, in fact, he won't call you to something that doesn't sound crazy. Um, you know, he doesn't cause that, call us to do something that's ordinary or mundane. So, you know, that's how one way, you know, it's the Lord is if it sounds really crazy and maybe even stupid. <laughs> so like people that don't know about restaurants, opening up restaurants. Um, but, but to just lean into that and, and go where God has for you, but also to tell your story. You know, one thing that, um, again, really God has done for us is enabled us to talk to so many other people and just share our story. And through that, they shared their story with us. And it's on, it's honestly opened a lot of even financial doors. People who um, had, have connections financially that only contacted us because of our story. Um, and then that's enabled us to open other uh, locations as well. So I just lean into the story and don't be afraid to tell it. Sometimes, especially if there's grief or death involved, we fear not talking about that story because it might make someone uncomfortable. Um, but lean into it. People, people love to hear stories and they can relate to those. So I would, I would recommend people always, always, always share their story. Yes. And Janie, I think you do such an amazing job at shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us just in, to encourage and help us? You know, I don't think anybody um, does that perfectly. And I definitely do not. Um, but I will say one thing for me is that I always, a lot of times we think of you know, shining our light might be um, something, a, a big monumental, you know, work that God did in us. And it might be something really small. And let's not neglect those small things that we can do for each other and do for someone else, um, particularly now where people are wearing the masks and I won't get into a mask or not mask debate, but we have them on um, whether we agree with it or not. And it's hard to see if you're smiling at someone or not right now. So mm -hmm. I really go out of my way, even at the grocery store or whatever, to like talk to people. They probably are like, who's this crazy lady? Um, but to talk to people to, if I'm like going in, I'll take their grocery cart for them or something like that. Like to do these small acts of, of service because um, because those are the things where I think that, that God can shine the brightest and where we can truly show the love of Christ the most is even in these small things. And, and it doesn't have to be something really big or mag magnanimous, but something small to show um, what God has done for us and what God wants to do for someone else as well. Yes, Janie, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you as well.